hey, it's Dave, and you know I'm not a fan of pre-rolls, so the fact that I'm doing one, you know this is important, and it's time-sensitive, because March 21st at 5.30 Eastern, myself and my favorite book guru, Thomas Umstadt Jr., are doing a webinar on book launch secrets. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch, you'll learn more about it. But I just wanted to get this in here because that's right around the corner. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. Today on the podcast review show, Eric and I are checking out Live Well and Flourish. Welcome to the podcast review show hosted by radio veteran Eric K. Johnson from podcasttalentcoach.com and Hall of Fame podcaster Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dave and Eric help you identify those things you are doing right so you can do more of those and lose those things that don't deliver value to your audience. Join in on the conversation at podcastreviewshow.com. Welcome to the podcast review show. I'm Dave Jackson. This is where we bring people on. We help them identify what they're doing right so they can do more of that. And we help identify those things that maybe need just a little bit of polish. And joining me as always, the one and only podcast talent coach, Eric K. Johnson. Eric, how are you, buddy? Very good, Dave. Thanks for uh, joining me again for another show. I'm always happy to get back in the saddle and review another great podcast. Tonight, we have Craig Van Slyke on to talk about his podcast, Live Well and Flourish. Craig, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. What inspired you to, to start your podcast? Well, I'm going to joke and say COVID like, you know, 9 million <laughs> other people. But you know, in, in reality, th this is going to sound pretty corny, but I want to make the world a better place. We're going through tough times. A lot of people are struggling right now. I have, through trial and error and my fear of uh, hardships, figured some stuff out and learned some things, and I want to share that with the world. So I, I think it's within our power to make the world better and to live a better life. And like I said, as corny as it sounds, that's what I'm trying to do with the podcast, help people achieve that. How many episodes are you in, Craig? I'm uh, 35-ish. Now, I know on the website and in the show, you talk about how the show pivoted. You changed the name. You went to a solo show from your co-hosted show. Is that total number of episodes just this incarnation, or is that both versions of the show? That, that's both versions of the show. This, okay. car, this uh, version has been going since the first of the year, so you know, maybe a dozen or so uh, episodes so far. And are you posting every other week or twice a month? What's kind of the cadence? I do every other week. Every other week. Perfect. And and that's been steady uh, since the original show started. Okay. Yeah, Craig's got a great background. Where are you teaching at again? Louisiana Tech University. There we go. All right. Well, we're going to start off listening to the beginning of your show, and then we'll take a quick pause and just give us our first impressions. But uh this episode was about how uh, little things can lead up to big things. So here's the opening of that. In this episode of Live Well and Flourish, I talk about the small win strategy of change, which involves breaking big changes into a series of smaller changes such that each of the small changes has its own value. This is the last of a mini-series of episodes on the power of small things. 
Welcome to Live Well and Flourish, where I help you understand what it means to live a flourishing life. I'm your host, Craig Van Slyke. If you're ready to think beyond material and external success, if you're ready to take control of who you are and the kind of life you live, if you're ready to flourish, this is the podcast for you. Plain and simple that way. So that may quick and right to the point. So, uh, Eric, I'll let you go first. What are your thoughts on the opening? I like the opening at the very beginning before the music in the intro. I would have liked to have heard a little more how I'm going to be different in this particular episode. A little so that like you talk about what happens in this episode, but not really how I benefit in it. So we're going to go over the little steps and little changes in it, you know, that you can make in your life so that you can fill in that blank for me. Would have liked to heard a little bit about that, but I love how you tell me what to expect. I know whether or not to stick around for this episode. So I like that part. The guitar part was pretty cool, kind of laid back. We get into it. And then you're open that you tell me what the podcast itself is all about, like the overall art, overarching theme of all of your episodes. I thought that was crystal clear, nice and brief, and really got me where I needed to go on that. So I appreciated that. Yeah, that was me. I know exactly where I'm going. And for some reason, that guitar almost needs like the sound effect of crackling, like a crackling fire in the cabin in the woods or something. I was just like, it was just so cozy. And then you've got that, a voice that just kind of drips wisdom without sounding like an old guy. You've just got this warm sound of your voice, which was uh, very cool. You started off and this is kind of cool. You had a, a milestone. I'm just going to play this and then I'll comment on it. Before getting into the small win strategy, I wanted to let you know that Live Well and Flourish just celebrated its one-year anniversary. The podcast has morphed over that year, starting as the Rational Ignorance podcast, in which my former co-host Andrea and I interviewed interesting people about a variety of topics. When Andrea had to step away due to other commitments, I decided on a new name, a new format, and a new focus. Since the first of the year, I've been doing short, focused solo episodes directed at helping you pursue a flourishing life and I plan on continuing along that same path. And I want to give a huge thank you to all of you who have supported me throughout this journey. All right, let's get to the small win strategy. So the thing I liked about this was anytime I hear somebody say, before we get to the show, the hairs on my neck stand up, and it's it's hard sometimes to get right to the content, but what I liked about this, at least for me, is it was short and to the point and concise. It wasn't you rambling on about, your French toast recipe or wait till you hear what Misker Whiskers did to the couch. It wasn't, you know, it was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to say something here. And it was about the time because you started talking about your co-host and she left and this. And I was like, oh, we're getting into how the sausage was made. And then you quit. And I was like, all right. So, Eric, what were your thoughts on that little b- before we get to the content kind of uh, section? I'm a big fan of you can't catch up to a slow start. Like we need to start with some great content. Tell me what's in it for me and get me to stick around. I felt you did that at the beginning. I think in the where I mentioned in the open, if you say today we're going to talk about small wins and then tie it to me so you can make big changes in your life, reach your goals, lose weight, whatever the small changes are going to help me. If that happened there where you really made me go, oh, yeah, this is for me. I need to stick around and check it out. I have no issue with this housekeeping before we get into the meat of the conversation. Most listeners don't make it all the way to the end of your podcast episode because they stop listening whenever they're done doing whatever they're doing. Like you're not 
as important in their lives as we hope we are. Like, so when they're done exercising, they're done listening to your show. So I don't have any problem putting that housekeeping stuff right up front. Let's just make sure we really grab them by the collar and suck them into the content before we roll into that. Uh, like Dave said, I love the background history of it because had you not mentioned that, I would have never known the backstory of the show. And then had I said, wow, I really like this episode. Let's go binge a bunch more. And yeah. I go back to episode 17 and I go, wait a minute, who's that? So I like the but the backstory kind of tell me where we've come from. I appreciated that. All right. Thanks. And, and this next clip, this is such a great example of what a lot of people miss. So let me play this and I'll, I'll tell you what I mean here. If you're not an academic, you might not be familiar with Dr. White, but trust me, he's a very big deal and an innovative thinker who's had a huge impact on management, research, and practice. And what I loved about this jumped out at me. I, I've heard this episode about three times and this jumped out tonight because I was like, what's great about this is so many people would go, well, let me tell you about Dr. So-and-so. And then they read his LinkedIn bio, the da-da-da, his, you know, went to LSU, his dog's name is Skippy, he's been married to Marsha for 20s, and you're like, I, and you said, trust me, this guy is, and, you know, and then it was like, and I was like, yeah, most people don't realize, I think, that I already think this guy's a good guy because he's on your show. And... You wouldn't let some, or you wouldn't be, in this case, he's not on your show, but he, you wouldn't be quoting him if it didn't make sense to the topic. So I, I like the fact you're like, no, trust me, this guy's like a big shot, smarty pants. And I was like, there you go. And it took like two seconds to do that. Yeah. The only part of anyone's bio that's important to the listener is the part that makes them care about what that person's saying. So the fact that you mention the gentleman's name, he's on there and whatever his credential was that made me go, oh, yeah, okay, uh, let me listen to what this guy's got to say. And that you quote him, I thought that was great. We didn't have to go into a lot of detail. The only part of the bio that's important is the part that, that adds context to the part you're going to quote. Yeah, that makes sense. And then we get into how we can do these little things that will lead to to changes. And there was one section here. The basic idea behind the small win strategy is that large-scale changes are really hard to pull off. Usually, you're better off to view a big change as a set of interconnected small changes that can result in what White calls small wins. Dr. White's article concerned large-scale social changes, but we can apply his ideas to personal changes as well. Big changes can be tough, really tough. There are several reasons for this. So I had one thing that I I liked about this is the fact that you know, you're talking about this guy and kind of this this topic over here and you're like, oh, by the way, if for some reason I've remotely lost you, this applies to what we're going to talk about today. So I like the fact you're like, hey, this is here, but it does apply over here. And then, Eric, I think you had a note on this one about you were thinking that maybe this was a good place for a story. Yeah. I loved the background and the and how it ties into what we're doing, but I would have loved a little bit of an example or a, a story or something to tie in. And I think you you give a great example later on that we'll play, but it, it's just an example. Uh, stories are really powerful, especially when it comes to learning. So had you been able to take a case study or something that he conducted or something like that and just told us a bit of that story and 30 or 60 seconds, I think it would have really helped his teachings and his philosophy come to life right here on the episode. 
And um, I'll kind of tie that in here in a little bit when we play another clip. But I thought this part right here, had we added just a touch of a story, it would have really said, oh, okay, now I see how it applies to me. Now let's go into the teaching part of the episode. The story stirs some emotion in me and makes me care about what's happening. And then you did have a great example. I really love this because it's not something most people stand up and shout, but uh, I thought it was a great, it, it tied in nicely with the topic and, uh, you know, showed some vulnerability here. By breaking the task into smaller chunks, you can preserve the wins from the stacks you complete between the interruptions. Yeah, this is a trivial example, but you can apply the same thing to more realistic scenarios. I'll give you a real-life example, one from my own life. A long time ago, I was a huge guy, really huge, pushing 350 pounds. So when I heard that, I was like, whoa. And then, so it was it was vulnerable, it was personal, and I was like, okay, now this, this is a cool story, and it ties in well with that. Uh, Eric, what were your thoughts when you went into this area? Exactly what I was looking for. Like, this is where the story comes to life. Um, a small example earlier would have made me uh, lean into the conversation a little bit earlier in the show. The, I love the fact that it happens here, and I love that it's you and it's personal, and that we're now starting to really see how it impacts our lives and makes us care about what we're talking about right here. And then I love the fact that, again, the whole idea is small changes can lead to bigger things. And you gave this example of one of the things you started off to lose your weight. Small wins also provide more immediate feedback, which allows for making corrections if things aren't going as planned. For example, my chip avoidance project tested my ability to avoid a particular food, and I received more or less immediate feedback on my attempts to avoid chips. And that feedback helped me in my attempt to avoid fries. And so when I heard that, one of the things that's great is when you kind of tell a story to to get somebody to think different, they have to see things different. I just read the book, uh, The Red Thread by Tamsin Webster. And as you're saying this, I was like, well, I could give up chips. Like, okay, I could, you know, I mean, I'm, and you even said, I love chips. And you're like, all right, I did this one thing, but that <laughs> one thing then led to you thinking, all right, maybe I could do fries. And I just thought it was a cool example, but yet simple, really easy to understand. The one thing I really loved, it's always great when you're listening to a podcast and either you're doing an interview and somebody asks the question that you wanted them to ask, or in a case of this, you pulled out a word and I was like, hmm. One reason for this is the relationship between efficacy and performance. Efficacy refers to your capacity to produce some desired effect. And as soon as you said that, I was like, think, because I was like, wait, I got to get out the dictionary. Effa efficacy? Wasn't that a prog rock band in the 80s? I'm like, what's going on? So I love that part. And I was like, that was perfect. Because I'm seriously, just about the time I was like, wait, I'm going through contacts and things like that. And then this is a section. One of the things that's, it's not painfully obvious, I guess, is the way to describe it, is you're you're reading this. And this was one section that Eric had noted. Usually, my three things recommendations are pretty tightly tied to the episode's topic. This one is a bit more obtuse, so please bear with me. As a preface, I'm going to assume that you want the world to be a better place, which may be seen as the ultimate big win project. 
And so I think there, go ahead, Eric. As I listen to this, Craig, it sounds a little too stiff. It lacks a little warmth because your diction is too proper. It's too perfect. Like people are going to understand exactly what you are saying because it's, we write differently than we speak. And so I don't have a problem with you scripting it out, but what I would recommend you do is highlight parts of it and then tell me the story rather than reading me the story. So it sounds more from the heart. I'd like to hear you smile a little bit more, you know, even right there. Like, I know this is going to sound a little wonky, like, you know, you kind of got a way into it, but then you came back and you said, but bear with me, you know, and it's the sentences end in the same way, in the same cadence, in the same tone, in the same manner. And it's not as if you're speaking to me because I don't have those sentence stops and restarts and the ums and your thought. I can't hear you thinking. I can't hear you thinking and processing the information as you're telling it to me. And and I think overall the content of the show is great. I just miss a little warmth coming from you as you're telling me the story rather than reading the story to me. Okay. Yeah. And I think you say, uh, I'm going to preface. I forget the word that you used there. It's a water. Really? Yeah. My three things recommendations are pretty tightly tied to the episode's topic. This one is a bit more obtuse. So please bear with me as a preface. I'm going to assume that you okay, as a preface. Would you say that if I was sitting across the table from you? Uh, you know, I am a college professor. That's so true. Maybe, okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's true. All right. I get that. No, I'll have to rein that in. Yeah. Well, I, it, it's not that it's a, a fancy word, but you know, when I think about it, we all have our own catchphrases because really what you're saying is I'm going to assume. And if you like, I'm going to preface this with blah, blah, blah. So I thought I wasn't. And here's the part of that, that stretch he just played, Craig, is that you may say as a preface, And you may say, it seems a bit obtuse. And you may say, but bear with me. But all of them popping off your head, bang, 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 like that, without having to search for the word, like you had all three of them, bang, bang, bang. That's what makes me go, all right, he's not just rattling these off. Like, Craig may be a guy that uses obtuse in everyday language. Not three of them in a row is he going to just rattle off. You might say, as a preface, but there's going to be a gap there where you structure that sentence in your head before you say it to me. And that's what's missing is that gap where you pause and you go, but as a preface, let me put this in front of you. Right. And that's a fair point. And uh, I would have to admit that if I use that uh, around the house, I would get an immediate eye roll from my wife. So. <laughs> <laughs> or as I call her, my long suffering wife. <laughs> And then in this clip, well, tell us about this. You usually have, what, three takeaways? What's the the segment that you do there? Yeah, the idea is I want people to be able to put the ideas into action pretty immediately. So I try to give three ideas that are all relatively easy to put into practice. You don't have to do this big, long plan and do all this reading. It's like, look, just pick, pick one of these and just do it next week. You'll be better off. Well, that's what's great about this is Eric had had pointed this out and I was like, that's really true, is this example is, again, which reinforces the whole theme of the show. It's like, look, you don't have to go write somebody's name in the sky. 
Like you can just do this. Make it a point this week to consciously do something kind each day. Again, this doesn't need to be huge. Remember, we're just trying for small wins here. Let someone ahead of you in line say hi. Thank the clerk in the checkout line. Each time you do this, you've racked up another small win. So that's another thing where when I heard this, I was like, yeah, those are all super easy. And of course, these days saying hi to the checker outer person is non-existent because they've all been fired and replaced by. <laughs> but, Thank you, voice lady in the box. <laughs> yeah, but Please I, take your receipt. Well, yes, it's funny because I was thinking about that as you said that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I should do that. And then it was like, oh, wait, I check myself out these days. So oh, that's funny. I do love the three takeaways, though. It's a great kind of bow tie on the end of the of the episode gives me a great takeaway, something I can use in my everyday life. Uh, a nice way to kind of wrap up the episode. Yeah. Nice summary. They're just like, oh yeah, that is what I just learned. And this is how I can put it into action. And then one of the things that Eric and I talk about all the time on this show by like just hands down, no contest at all is everybody's call to action. And Eric, do you think it's safe to say this is the best call to action we've ever heard? This is the most focused call to action that we've ever heard. It is indeed. Here we go. Until next time, be well, my friends. I produce Live Well and Flourish because of my dedication to helping others live excellent lives. I don't accept sponsorships and I don't want your money. The only thing I want is to help you and others flourish. If you've received some value from this episode, please share it with someone that might also benefit from listening. The best way to do that is to direct them to livewellandflourish.com. Until next time. I want to jam along with it. Um, Eric, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first. There are a couple of things in this that it just make great. it beautiful. I loved it. It was succinct. It helps you spread the word. You know, it's not helped me get on new and noteworthy by rating and reviewing my show. It's actually something that's productive. I loved it. It was great. The only thing I would change for you is uh, in your intake form, you talked about your engagement being near non-existent. And so what I might do is direct them to a specific page to engage with you. So on your website, you have a contact page and I might direct them straight there or direct them straight to the podcast page to listen, uh, subscribe, something like that. Uh, just to try and create a little engagement with your call to action. But I do love the fact that um, share it with a friend, send them to the website. Like that was that uh, it was very easy to do. They don't have to think about it. They just take the website and share it with a friend. And, and here's what you get. I love the, the ending. If you wanted to tweak it for some engagement, you could do it there. Or you could just leave the ending just the way it is, and we can ask for some engagement at the beginning of the episode where, you know, I'm always looking for great topics to dive into. If you have a suggestion for me, go over to the contact page and shoot it to me. You could ask for that up front before we get into the episode and then just keep your clothes here exactly as it is because it works. Yeah, I love the fact it's it's great branding. Because A, we bring the guitar in from the beginning. So now we've got the theme music thing going on and it's a kind of a, a little mental signal that, hey, this is the end of the show. I love that. I love the fact that you did not say, find me wherever fine podcasts are at whatever app you're looking. I'm like, ah, oh, it drives me nuts. 
And the name of the show is Live Well and Flourish, and your website is livewellandflourish.com. And I was like, okay, checks that, checks that, because so many people don't realize that the search in some apps is is beyond horrible. It's just awful. And so I was just, I was like, that's, and then there was one, there was one call to action, tell a friend and tell them to go to my website. And I was like, I I really, when it got done, I was kind of like, oh, surely there's another one. Like he's going to somehow, you know, I was like, nope, that's it. We're done. And I was like, wow, that was an amazing call to action. So kudos on that. Well, there, there was this guy um, that I was listening to that kind of helped me with that. Is Dave something or other? Dave Is that that Johnson? school of Dave something? Dave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that Dave Johnson guy. He's good. <laughs> he sat in front of me in homeroom. Uh, <laughs> but uh, as we go Behind over, you, it was alphabetical. Yeah, I said, thank you. I knew something like that. But when we go over to your website, this is always, as soon as I see one of these, I'm like, well, there's not going to be much to talk about here. You're using PodPage. And uh, <laughs> let me go to the homepage here. So we've got the nice uh, looking over the, the lake or something of that nature. And um, you've got your... Which plays right into the guitar music, yeah. right? It's like from Lake Wobegon. Here we go. <laughs> and so you've got the ability to follow and subscribe here. That's already set. You've got a contact page. The, if I were to say anything, when we go to the about page, because this is where I was like, oh, I need to go to, to Dave's nitpicky corner here because there really wasn't much, is you have this about the show. And I think in pod page, you can add a section about the hosts, which I think shows at the bottom of the page. But I'd be tempted to to put something here about you. I, I'm glad that you have the part about the podcast because that's usually what people look like. What is this? But the about page of the podcast can have a little more oomph if you put a little bit about you. And they're like, oh, well, this guy does this and this and that and that. So uh, that was my thought is that the about page and the home page really weren't all that different in terms of content about the show. The homepage gives me links to the episodes and the about page doesn't, but the about on the about page is just like the about on the homepage. So is there a little something deeper we can do here? And then are you uh, wanted by somebody or is there like, there's no pictures of you on the website? <laughs> not, 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 not under this name. So. <laughs> not under this name. That's awesome. <laughs> so you might want to mix in a picture, you know, you don't have to. Okay. Really? I mean, you're looking at this face. You really think that's going to help? Well, you put a picture of one of the goats up there. Put some flannel on, stand next to a cabin, tie right in. The other thing, and and again, this is where I was like, oh, finally something I can go, I would change this, is you have a a Mastodon, which is kind of a a system that lets you build your own Twitter, which is kind of cool. And when I clicked on it to play with it, and again, this is not a, a deal breaker, but you still have your old branding over here. Uh, okay. And I was like, ah, oh, it's not the Rational Ignorance oh. Podcast. Oh, and there's that fire. There's the crackling fire with a cat in it, which is... That's right. That's our that's our, one of our little kittens. <laughs> so. The other thing is, is this the old artwork to the previous version of the podcast in the bottom left-hand corner here that we're looking at? What is that? Yeah, and I have not been able to get that to change yet, so I need to get in touch with them and... You know, pod, pod page is 90% great and 10% I can't quite figure out. So, I, yeah, I, I, that is the old uh, figure out where it is kind of thing. logo. And then yeah. I would. It kind of sounds like my life. I'm 90% great and 10% just can't figure it out. 
That's better than most of us. <laughs> and then I don't know if it's my monitor. Eric, did you have any problem reading the white text on this background? Yeah, that was a little wonky for me. I kind of had to lean in to to check that out. Because um, that white against the pale blue on the footer footer of the website was a little tough to read. Yeah, because I get yeah. that the blue kind of matches the blue ish of the the water on the front, but I was like, I might make that a little, maybe just a little darker blue, just to yeah. make this a little easier to read. Um, sure. Or make it black like it is on the right. Yeah, there. that's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, the the left is black and make the right black there. Okay. That makes sense. Um, the only other challenge I had with the website is the blog itself. I noticed that you just recently put up a, a recent blog post, but that had been dormant for quite some time. So the podcast episodes are there and, and um, I love the clean look of it. I love PodPage. They do a great job. But other than that, Everything else was pretty rock solid. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Great. So as we start to wrap up, uh, Eric, any final thoughts here for Craig? No, overall, your content is solid. Um, I'd just like to hear a little more warmth from you. Let me hear you smile. Um, Tell me the story rather than reading the story to me. Um, I know on your intake form you talked about um, your ideal target listener and not being able to understand where to find them. And I think that goes back to the vagueness of your ideal listener. If you, the more you niche down and focus on your ideal target listener, that single person you want to attract, then you know where to find them online, mm-hmm. right? So if you say your, your target audience is people who think about the deeper questions of life, I realize this is pretty vague. Yep. Cause that's, Pretty much everybody that's that's in existence. And then the next question is, where does your potential audience hang out? And you don't know. You haven't figured it out yet because it's everybody, right? So if you narrow it down a little bit more, and if you go down in your, uh, what are your biggest pain points of your audience? You start getting into, they have a feeling of being incomplete, lacking meaning in their lives. Often these folks have been successful professionally but have this sense that there's more to life than professional and financial success. So you're looking for those people who have succeeded greatly in life, but now they're looking for the meaning of life, right? So it's not everybody. It's not just people thinking deeply. It's these people that read magazines like Mental Floss and read uh, these uh, Psychology Today and kind of trying to find a deeper meaning amongst us rather than just everybody. And so I think if you go back and refine your ideal target listener a little bit more and the pains they're struggling with, the goals and and what they want out of life next, I think you'll figure out exactly who they are and you'll, you'll better understand where they hang out online. You'll understand which experts already have those people in their audience. They're already talking to those individuals. Now you can go partner with those folks get in front of their audience and invite them to your show. Okay, great idea. Thank you. The other thing I was thinking when I heard this episode is is a crack in the door or at least a way to reach out to people. Your show is not a weight loss show. It's it's more a life balance show in a way. But because you have a personal weight loss story, you might reach out to weight loss shows and say, "Hey, I lost X amount of pounds." Here's how I did it. I don't know if you've ever talked about this kind of strategy, but I'm living proof that it works, blah, blah, blah. 
And then you can say, oh, yeah, I'm with the Live Well and Flourish show where we talk about such and such. And that might actually then have somebody who's, yeah, they've already got a weight loss show because they're listening to the one that you're a guest on. But if they need another show to kind of talk about, you know, like the stuff you talk about on your show, that might be a way to get some some people. Yeah, yeah great way to grow is to find people who complement your niche. So they're talking to the same people, but they complement what you do. So if you're talking about live well and flourish, like what is that next um, thing in life? How can we find people that are all already talking to that group? Maybe they're talking philosophy or maybe they're talking purpose-driven life or maybe they're talking weight loss or maybe they're talking career enhancement or something like that. So they're they're talking to the same audience, but they're talking to them about a different topic or a complementary subject matter of what you're discussing. And those are the people you want to partner with. Okay. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Cause you've got some great episode titles, you know, risk and benefits of generalizations. I love this one. Birds don't just fly. They hop a lot too. And so <laughs> things that make you want to click on and it's not live well and flourish episode 47. That does make me want to click. So I, I liked your titles as well. So I love when Dave says, nobody is Google searching episode 37. Like, don't name your show episode 37. Did you have any questions for us? No, I I, I think I've gotten uh, some really good feedback. I'm assuming that the length is okay and sounds okay, that kind of thing. Yeah, actually, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, the, the audio was great. And when I opened it up tonight to, to edit it, it was right where you kind of want to be around that... Uh, anywhere from minus 12 to minus three range of, of volume in that whole nine yards. So that was good. And um, the length is great. You know, uh, Valerie Geller, famous radio consultant always says no such thing as too long, only too boring. Right. And uh, you know, you get through it and you hit those three points. I, I'm not as concerned with the length as I am the consistency. So people are creatures of habit. If they're coming to your show expecting 17 minutes roughly every week, then give them roughly 17 minutes every week. Get them in the habit of um, expecting that delivery from you. They know what they like and they like what they know. And so if you're giving them consistent every week, then they're going to come every week to get it. Great. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, you did a great job of here's what we're talking about. Here's some examples. Here's my story. Here's how, you know, and then... You just like, all right, well, that's, we've, we've done what we came here to do. Like, all right, please go Bye. tell a friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Craig, thanks for coming on the show. You can find Craig over at livewellandflourish.com. Eric, where can people find you? Find me anytime you'd like all my coaching information, contact information, and helpful tools over at podcasttalentcoach.com. And Dave, how about you? You can find me over at schoolofpodcasting.com. And if you'd like to be in Craig's seat, simply go over to podcastreviewshow.com. You'll see there's an option there to get reviewed at the top of the screen. So thanks so much for tuning in. And until next week, you know, there's always room for improvement. That's uh, something to think about. And that's what we're here to help you do and boost. So thanks for listening. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Podcast Review Show. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world.
one download at a time. Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book launch secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course. And it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book. And you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books. And then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart, it's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for, absolutely free, and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas and an offer. We're not going to lie to you. They're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course. But there's so much value in just the free webinar. I wanted to let you know that it's going on. And it's happening very, very soon, March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. I can't wait to see you there.